started so we can test the levels. Good idea. We don't want to blow up the sound again. Blow up the sound? Don't give me that look. It is a truth universally acknowledged that when you have a voice as powerfully resonant as my own, you may be prone to testing the decibel quality of your microphone. Oh, that. Yeah, you're a shouty boy. What's a shouty boy? Can I be one? Gabriella, I'm sure you would be an excellent shouty boy, but I have some very grown-up things to do first. If you would like to record your own podcast after that, you may. Does it have to be about anything? Yes. That has literally never stopped anyone before. It's about kitties and unicorns. Yes. Well, you think of your tagline and, uh, do whatever it is that children do. Color? Okay. Ooh, coloring. You've earned your first babysitting merit badge. Uh, by the way, I've got your levels looking reasonable. Ish. What's next? How am I supposed to know? It's been months since I've gotten through an episode without family drama, explosions, or Beast Man hiding from the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Easy, bud. No vacuum cleaners around here. Good. There shouldn't be any vacuum cleaners around anywhere. Ever. He's a silly Beast Man, huh? Well, she is not incorrect in that assessment. Now I need both of you to be very quiet while Riley and I try to record this episode. Do you think you can do that? Yes! Maybe. Hey, it's an honest answer. Kitty! Poggy is not a kitty. It is a semi-corporeal avatar of infinite cosmic power. Kitty! Well, I guess if both of you are fine with it. All right, you're good to start. Hem. Hap, 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 hap. I'll get you He-Man. I'll have my revenge on you, Hordak. Who parked the Bashasaurus in the pool? All right. This is Garden Plots with Skeletor, the podcast that will plantify your life and oxygenate your podcatcher. Today, you lucky listeners, I will be blessing you with my thoughts. My gardening thoughts, that is, on... Uh, your gardening thoughts on... I didn't prepare anything. I knew I'd be interrupted, and I was hardly going to waste the time on podcast homework when I was needed to deal with the ballet school running out of leg warmers. Do you know how long it takes to knit a leg warmer? Oh, I get it. You decided to do your homework in class. No, I simply foresaw that the podcast would be interrupted. Watch, Merman is going to burst through the door in just a moment. Or Ninjor. Or Whiplash. Uh, I'll show you. The plant of the episode is lavender. Lavender is a plant that grows in... the ground. Oh, come on! Nothing! No inexplicable crises about missing socks or the swimming pool being full of pudding? Or Whiplash running an underground cheese-fighting ring? No, he got a license for it. You're good there. Putting all my money on the raclette. That stinky, nutty menace is gonna surprise a lot of people. Well, speaking of stinky, nutty menaces, I'm sure one of my underlings will be bursting through the door at any second now to derail this episode. Mark my words, Riley. This won't last. This is the calm before the storm. I know it. Hmm. Do you feel it in your bones? 
Oh, humorous. Do you mean humorous? I see someone has figured out how to make use of their high school anatomy class for punning. Excellent. Well, since it appears that everyone is off causing mischief that I have yet to hear about, we will simply have to forge ahead. Riley, look up some plant care information on lavender. Uh, spruce.com says it only lives for about 10 years. It produces a stronger scent with crappy soil. Uh, something about alkaline soil being bad? Look, I'm just going to send you the link. Hmm, how to plant, care types, pruning, let's see what about, propagating, blooming, common issues, that's not how I would put it, but who wrote this? I thought you knew everything about every plant. When did I give that impression? It's on your mug. Well, that was a gift. To myself. And yes, well, I do know most things, but practical experience is different from presenting it in a cohesive and digestible format for the idiot- Uh, for those newer to gardening. (laughs) Do they need to know about the minutia of the lifespan and rarer diseases the lavender is subject to? No, the basics will do just fine. Ahem. Lavender likes to be grown outdoors in the sunniest spots your garden has to offer. If you're hoping for the rich scent of lavender to perfume your yard, then make sure that the soil is of poorer quality. If this is a potted plant situation, add some sand to your potting mix. You want the soil to drain well and keep your lavender from getting too many nutrients. And? Was there a field trip I don't know about? How is my recording studio this quiet? Too loud. Use your indoor voice. Use my... How dare... And you said you were good with kids. I'm excellent with them. And... Thank you, Gabriella, for your feedback. Are we having nuggets for lunch? You are. Hooray! Thank you, Skeletor. Yes, well... You're welcome for the nuggets. Now, uh, return to the Play-Doh table with Beastman, if you would, please. Merman! Yes, your shoutiness? Where is everyone? Oh, most of the gang is down in the rec room. There's a nice Enchantress Marathon on the Corridorway channel. At least I think it's a marathon. They might just be playing the same episode repeatedly on a loop. So little happens on that show, it's difficult to tell. I see. So was there anything else? Yes. Um, the, uh, the reason, the one that I definitely have, the one for which I called you in here, is... Why are there so many crickets in here? Oh, you had me order those last week. You said it was for, quote, plant reasons, unquote? I did? I mean, yes, of course I did. You see, listeners, crickets help to break down dead leaves and other plant debris into gardener's gold, or humus, the dark organic matter in soil that contains many nutrients and improves soil health. Cricket manure has an NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, analysis of 432 and makes a great organic fertilizer. Which is the reason that I, very intentionally, left so much space on this episode where I was not vocalizing my pre-prepared insights on gardening and plant care. 
so that you could hear what a healthy, cricket-filled greenhouse should sound like. Oh. Well, unless there's anything else, I'm going to leave now. We've been playing a drinking game where you take a sip of soothing chamomile tea every time the nice enchantress gives a kind but knowing look, so I've really got to use the bathroom. Yes, yes, of course. Be gone with your ceaseless interruptions. Can't you see I'm trying to record a podcast here? Okay, bye. So... Lavender is a perennial, meaning it returns to life every year. They are not immortal, however, and will begin to decline after ten years. I recommend purchasing your lavender and repotting as you see fit. Now, as for watering, it's not fond of damp, so water once the top two inches of soil are dry. As you might imagine, locations with high rainfall will require you to keep your lavender in a pot you can shelter from frequent showers, thus allowing it to dry out. I like it. It is a good plant. Oh, so you might know something about where the top half of several of my lavender plants have gone. No. Meh? Oh, you told! In the power of Greyskull's defense, it was hardly a mystery. The fur around your mouth is wreathed with a ring of purple flower petals. Or were you going to try to convince me that your mouth has just returned from a tropical vacation and is wearing a lei? Do you think you would believe me? No. Oh. For those of you not given to my underlings' aggressively omnivorous pruning habits, harvesting lavender is as simple as pruning the top third of each stalk. For shorter varieties, you may simply trim a few inches below the flowers. To keep the scent as strong as possible while drying lavender, you'll want to hang your harvest upside down, tie it into small bunches and place them somewhere with good air circulation. You can harvest anytime there are buds, but for a stronger scent, Harvest as the buds are just beginning to open. But there is a more pressing question in lavender care. Will it kill Beast Man? Nope. That was not an invitation for your input. But you said his name. I said it for the podcast. What's a podcast? It's an audio recording placed on the interwebs. It is also a lifestyle. Oh. I have extra crown for you to wear. I... I would be honored. Thank you. Suits you. If you take any pictures... You'll thank me. Believe me, this is going to look great on your social media. You in a little Burger Prince crown. I look good in everything. It is my curse. Now, Lavender will not kill Beast Man, but it is notoriously toxic to dogs. Cats are a bit less susceptible to lavender poisoning and will likely suffer little more than an upset stomach after consuming a large quantity of the plant, but it is still advisable to keep them away from it. It's also distasteful to many kinds of wildlife, including deer. Deer are pretty. Yes. Well, be that as it may, they are also a menace to gardeners everywhere. Given the opportunity, a few voracious deer could reduce your plant beds to a barren wasteland. A wise horticulturalist would do well to plant a few lavender bushes near your crops to ward off the advances of any unwanted ungulates. I'm hungry. Are my nuggets ready yet? Hmm. Your Bashasaurus-shaped chicken nuggets won't be ready for another ten minutes. Whiplash lit the microwave on fire last week because he said it was a culinary abomination. Yeah, but he said the same thing about the lawnmower before he lit that on fire. That guy just likes lighting things on fire. Undoubtedly. 
Regardless, Whiplash's pyromania has left us at the temporal mercy of the unhurried toaster oven. Gabriella, would a glass of milk tide you over until your nuggets are cooked? Okay. Excellent! Beastman, fetch Gabriella a glass of milk. There is a container in the studio's mini-fridge. We have a mini-fridge? What did you think that big white rectangle was? A fax machine? I don't know, maybe? No one from my generation has ever seen a fax machine. We've just read about them in history books. Do we have one of those, too? We did. But Whiplash said it was a culinary abomination and lit it on fire. Skeletor, um, do we have any other milk? I think this carton is past the exclamation date. I'm sure it's fine. Those dates are just a ruse perpetuated by the Eternian Dairy Industrial Complex. You've been reading Whiplash's newsletter again, haven't you? He's just asking questions! Now give it here! I'll prove to you that regardless of an arbitrarily determined number emblazoned on its side, this milk is still perfectly potable. Uh, But uh, the exclamation date! Am I the only one here not blinded by the lies of Big Dairy? Here, I'll show you. Wait, Beastman, don't you mean expiration date? No! The expiration date is the number printed on the carton. The exclamation date is two weeks after that. It's the day when, if Skeletor drinks the milk, he goes... an enormous amount of pain I'm in. Poggy, I think he's got the point. You can lay off now. Thank you, Poggy. Gabriella, it would appear that milk is not currently an option. Would a packet of Grizzlorgrams be an acceptable snack? Okay. Are you okay? Perfectly fine. In fact, it would appear that being zapped with several million volts of mystical electricity can be uniquely clarifying. Are you sure? You're literally glowing and there are clouds of smoke coming out of your ears. Or the ear region of your cowl, anyway. Never better. In fact, what you describe as smoke is more likely the gathering clouds from my recent brainstorm. Uh Uh-huh. And exactly what sort of thoughts did this poggy-induced weather system rain into your brain? Let me answer that impertinent question with one of my own, Riley. What would any podcaster do when they find themselves short of scripted content? I don't know. Ramble on inanely? Repeat a story they've already told a million times? Recite some half-remembered song lyrics? Uh, have F. Paul Tompkinson on as a guest and tell him to vamp? I mean, yes, but not in this particular instance. No, Riley, we are going to go with the time-honored cop-out of crowdsourcing our content. Ah, I'll leave it to me. Precisely. Dear Skeletor, I'm trying to keep my plants happy, but in the summer it's hard to keep the leaves from getting sunburned. I've got a monster that's not very happy with me, but I'm not sure what to do now that two of the leaves are fried. Do I leave them? Do I remove them? Do I just trust the plant to make a decision on its own? How do I keep this from happening again? Sunny in Stone Mountain. Look at you! A plant got sunburned and you're not even screaming at anyone. I am screaming on the inside, Riley. Let me have this, Poggy. So, you placed your plant unwisely. Summer's rays mean an increase in the opportunity for sunburn in your plants. It may even be a time when you need to change the location of your plants and move them further from windows. Or, 
if they're outdoor potted plants, that you move them into partial shade. Why? It's hotter in the summer. Why? Because of the tilt of the planet's axis. Why? If I give you an answer, will you stop asking? I don't know. Then the planet's axis is tilted just because it enjoys being at a jaunty angle. Is that true? No? But what is true, listeners, is that if your plant has sunburned leaves, you should remove the affected leaves and relocate your plant. That's not a promise that the problem will not reoccur, but watching your plant closely for sunburn will allow you to get ahead of it and make adjustments to your plant placement accordingly. Remember also that the days in summer are longer, so your plants are already getting an extended dose of sun, and not every plant is going to thrive in such conditions. Which, I believe, brings us to the close of this episode of Garden Plots with Skeletor. Water wisely, or watch yourself. I see. Vague threats don't count, huh? Poggy is not entirely unreasonable. Get it! And there you have it. A fully realized, complete podcast episode that is only marginally less disjointed than an episode for which I did prepare and take notes. See, Riley? I told you I would never get my comeuppance for this. I'm pretty sure you never said that. It was implied by my general insouciance. The power of Grayskull may compel me to do good deeds, but it shall never tame my maverick spirit. Yeah, you're a real rebel without a syllabus. But are you sure there isn't something you're forgetting? Hmm. Yes, you're right. Normally by now, Poggy would have triggered my PSA-delivering-fugue state. Maybe they're too tired after electrocuting you so much. Ha! Let that be a lesson to you. Perhaps next time you'll be a bit more lenient with my occasional spoiled dairy product-induced profanity. Or perhaps not! Well, tired or not, I don't think Poggy is going to let you end this show without delivering some kind of public service announcement. Besides, since you started spouting those off every episode, I can register the show as having 5% educational content. We get a tax break for that. 5%? This whole show is and always has been educational. Is it, though? Yes. But to placate this sparkly little tyrant, a phrase I use with the greatest of affection being a tyrant myself, perhaps this will help. Is that a grocery list? Hardly. Unless, that is, what you are shopping for is a well-rounded and fully educated child. You see, years ago, after a mishap with a de-aging ray briefly regressed me to infancy, I prepared a list of all the necessary information that a person should know by the age of ten. You made yourself a crib sheet in case you turn into a baby again? Better safe than sorry. But if you were a baby, how would you read it? Really, Riley? Do you think that hadn't occurred to me? See the first item on this list? Learn to read. Yep, you got me there. Looks like you thought of everything. Obviously. Now, by reciting this list of useful information to young Gabriella, and thus fully educating her, I should more than fulfill the power of Grayskull's quota for educational content. Gabriella, are you ready to receive a decade's worth of education? Okay. Excellent. 
There are four seasons. The cow says moo. Eat your vegetables. Butterflies go through metamorphosis. Dinosaurs are big. Say please and thank you. Red means hot. Look both ways before crossing the street. Two apples plus one apple is three apples. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Triangles have three sides. Squares have four. Eternus goes around the sun. Righty tidy lefty Lucy. I before E except after C. 30 days hath September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 except for February, which is a renegade and can't be trusted. Speaking of which, never play poker against anyone whose name is a geographic region. You gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Never listen to Orko. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Don't drink anything you find under the sink. Trash goes in a trash can. Wash your hands after using the toilet. Floss after every meal. Always be yourself. And in a right triangle, the square of the hypotenuse is equal to the sum of the square of the other two sides. Gabriella, do you have any questions? You're silly. We'll take that as a no. Riley, go print her up a fourth grade diploma. Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Beastman is played by Rafael Medina. Merman is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash GardenPlotsWithSkeletor. Thanks for listening. What do you like about kitties? Their soft head. Uh, and what else? That they're cute. Anything else? That they're cute and soft. Those are good reasons. I know, I'm smart. Agreed. Do you want to go eat all of Whiplash's exploding cookies? Yeah! That's all for the kitty cast. See you next time! Yeah. Rawr.